Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers, I'm in the battlegrounds where I was taking part in an archery contest. That's that's not that it. That's not as interesting to read about other people's contests. So instead, we'll be doing something else in the battlegrounds. We'll investigate a grand statue of a robed man. Perched atop on an eight stone slab in the northwest corner of the high walled courtyard is the grand, life size statue of a bearded man in flowing robes. The statue's face bears a fierce expression. And his arms are raised to the sky, hands outstretched and fingers sprayed, carved along the base of the circular pedestal, upon which the sculpted figure stands are dozens of interwoven wings. You suddenly take notice of a thin, balding man, clad in a, in a poorly patched green tunic, standing off to your west. Your left. The man rubs his chin while carefully regarding the statue, but appears to be an air of derision. He turns and greets you with a smile and a nod as you move up to him and join him next to the statue. It's a complete farce, of course, he says, frowning and shaking his head as he waves his hand at the sculpture. It could in almost every conceivable way. The craftsmanship is excellent, if I may be bold, but there's no truth to be found in it. And without truth, how could one hope to capture a subject's soul? A farce, a travesty, 
an absurd mockery of a man those imports perhaps beyond any casual reckoning. Suddenly, the man laughs, turns to you, and shakes his head. This imprecise depiction of the great Togrog is my doing, he said, sighing. If only Zurum would have listened to reason. If only I wasn't so easily swayed by his generous patronage. Oh, the sweet and sour folly of it all. There's a link to Togrog. Togrog. The wizard Togrog, a Wyzillian sorcerer who spent much of his life studying and crafting magical wings, has long been credited with the creation of a particularly clever bit of magic that has come to be known as Togrog's Curse. Not a curse by any measure, Togrog's Curse is an extremely powerful incantation that provides two very useful benefits to anyone upon whom it is bestowed. First, the curse allows anyone afflicted with it to wear a total of seven magical wings instead of the usual limit of two. Limit of four, that's four. Second, the the curse augments, by one point, any stamina point and neville reserve bonuses a magical wing provides. It is believed that Togrog placed his curse upon various subjects with the intent that it could be transferred from these items to a willing subject. When Togrog unexpectedly died during a bandit raid upon the caravan in which he and his associates were travelling, all knowledge of his curse is thought to be to have been lost. Although it can no longer be replicated, it is believed that there remains a scattering of objects throughout the world marked by his sign, the sun, that bear his famous incantation, or curse, as most accounts would have it. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that curse. That's uh, yeah, that's a special item. That's in a package that you can buy, but you don't have to. Just if you like to make numbers bigger, and who doesn't? I mean, the bigger the numbers get, the happier I feel, apparently. And also Zumum. We haven't list, we haven't read his link for a long time, if ever. Zumum. The illustrious but reclusive master adventure, Zumum. Operates its famous battlegrounds on Iron Crown Isle in Barrow Lock. Zoram is an accomplished swordsman and a master in the magical art of gating. It is his mastery of gating that serves to create many of the challenges to be found in his battlegrounds. Zoram dwells in a towering redstone keep that sits atop the highest of the hills that cover Iron Crown Island. The keep has no formal name. Zoom refers refers to it only as the keep. Although the broad, the tall, broad-shouldered, grey-bearded adventurer is many years past his adventuring climb, he still possesses immense strength 
and would be a formidable opponent in any contest of arms. But more importantly, he has a cat he has a keep and a battlegrounds and lots and lots and lots and lots of money, you know, from all his adventures. The man introduced himself as Udorith, and immediately recognised the name of one of the kingdom's most illustrious sculptures. Uh, he did the... He did that Grinning Otter statue in the... Um, in the pub that we visited last time. Ah, yes. I'm partly for some of those monstrosities you might have seen throughout the realm, he says, smirking. An obvious pride. There's more to come, mind you. Each bigger and bolder than the last. But that's not anything to concern yourself. With which concern yourself at the moment. This statue, on the other hand. Igorov places his hands on his hips. Returns his gaze to the dramatically posed statue of Torah. Sighs and shakes his head. <sighs> so much wrong, and so very little white, he mutters. Idowarf reveals to you when Zurim hired him to sculpt a statue of Torah, he hoped to create a historically accurate depiction of the legendary maze. Unfortunately, Zurim had his own ideas, he says, scowling, and not surprised. He has, for some reason, a great affinity for Togrog. I suppose I shouldn't complain. After all, the gold he tossed my way for this simple bit of work is more than I might otherwise come across in an entire year. But poor old Togrog deserves better. Do you know much about him? Togrog, I mean, not Zulwin. You spend the next small while deep in conversation with the Rajoth. Recounting with the sculpture the many varied pieces of Togrog's legacy you're able to recall. Idrov seems generally upset by Zurum's staunch refusal to allow a more historically accurate pose for the great maze, though he continues to say he has no desire to press the matter thirst further. The statue should depict Togrog as he likely spent most of his days. Studying some tome or examining a wing, he says, shaking his head. I can just picture him with a book tucked under one arm and one of his hands wrapped around a scroll. Zurim prefers the more dramatic version of Tobrog, the one rooted more in legend than reality. The adventuring hero sorcerer. Absurd! I'd most happily re-sculpted if Zorin would consent. Hmm. I don't even know how you do that. I mean, I mean, moving the arm positions. That's not something you can just do. Hmm. Oh, well. I'm just going to say it's magic. Ildorf's conviction regarding the accuracy of his sculpture's portrayal of Togron is infectious and you soon find yourself considering a bold course of action. So I can offer to approach Zurin on Iridra's behalf, or I can make no such offer. Hmm. 
Oh, you made a good point. I'll go talk to Zilla about it. Egoff seems taken aback by your... Yep, by your author. Though he readily nods and thanks you. Someone like you might just be able to get... Might just get him to weaken City, he says. Well, whatever the outcome, be sure to let me know. And thank you. Good luck. With your mind set on somehow getting Zoram to agree to a more accurate and sculpted portrayal, a more accurate sculpted portrayal of Togrog, you set off in search of the master of the battlegrounds. Less than an hour later, in a small chamber deep under Zoram's red stone keep, guided by directions from Zoram's servants, you make your way into the depths of the keep where, at the end of a long, musty passage, you discover the master of the battlegrounds embroiled in a desperate struggle against the sinister, otherworldly entity. Having apparently accidentally opened a portal to some dark corner of the Leverness, Zorud is now attempting to fend off the invading fiend and close the magical gate. Hmm. I guess he was experimenting in setting up a new challenge. Could be that. I mean, that's how his challenges work. He just keeps gating things to us. Yeah, I can think that that could happen, that could happen. Without, without hesitation, you rush into the womb to join the fight. Zurim staggers back from the churning maw of the gaping black portal, his body trembling and his sweat-streaked face bearing a look of abject terror. A pair of weaving tentacles retreats into the portal's inky core. We've got to close it, he cries referring to the magical gate through which the invader is repeatedly attempting to pass. That thing will be our ruin! A sudden wave of negative energy surges out of the portal and washes over you, leaving you weakened and drained. I lost 170 stamina points and all but 8 of my Neville Reserve. Now, there's no way for me to restore the Neville Reserve, so I have to be very, very careful about using it. Zurin reaches out and steadies you, spitting out a wad of blood and flashing an odd grin. It'll be a sorry day when something like this gets the better of a pair like us. The gaping portal, its inky core churning wildly, makes a low, droning hum. Once again, a pair of long, leathery, slime-coated tentacles begins to slip out of the magical gate. We gotta close it, snarls. Zurim, his steely gaze frozen on the portal. So I can, I can use gating and he can fight the tentacles, or I can fight the tentacles and he can use gating. Because he's really good at gating. He is. He's really good at it. Even if he... Uh, this 
this particular situation notwithstanding. I mean, everybody sometimes summons a horror from the dip to deep depths of the neverness where man was never meant to know. It just happens. It happens sometimes. I'll use gating. Succeeded. 4xp to gating. Assailed by, the form by your formidable mastery of gating. The portal shudders and appears to shrink. Zorim, his fierce battle cry ringing in your ears, leaps forward and attacks the tentacles, emerging from the gate, momentarily driving back the hideous entity. Yeah, as I said, he's a fierce combatant. Both you and Zorim fall back from the portal and come to stand shoulder to shoulder in the centre of the chamber. Zurin flashes you a worried look as he attempts to catch his breath. Gaping portal, its inky core churning wildly, emits a low droning hum. Once again, a pair of long, leathery, slime-coated tentacles begins to slip out of the magical gate. We gotta close it, snarls Zurin, his steely gaze focused on the portal. I'll use gating again. For speeds are gating. The portal shudders and appears to shrink. Zurim, his fierce battle cry ringing in your ears, leaps forward and attacks the tentacles emerging from the gate, momentarily driving back the hideous entity. Okay. We're both back. Both you and Zurim fall back from the portal and come stand shoulder to shoulder in the centre of the chamber. Zurim flashes a worried look as he attempts to catch his breath. Okay, use gating again. Four XP's are gating. He fights. I gate. You and Zurim fall back from the portal and come to stand shoulder to shoulder in the centre of the chamber. Zorin flashes you a worried look as he attempts to catch his breath. You know what? It's my turn to do some fighting. Prepare to engage the emerging tentacles. Zorin closes his eyes and stretches out his hand towards the portal, attempting to summon his gating magic. You rush forward to engage the emerging tentacles. Writhing tentacles. What they're from, I don't know. And I probably don't want to know. Tentacles lash out at you. They just keep lashing. Now we're going to battle rage. Hey, stay in your own horrific Neverwill realm, okay? You didn't. You didn't plan. You didn't clear your comings with customs and immigration. Naughty. Yes. Yeah, you haven't shown a passport. Ah, silly tentacles. They keep lashing out. And they are slain. 8xp. Defeated, but still alive, the tentacles slowly retreat into the portal and momentarily disappear from view. Zurin gasps as he withdraws his outstretched hands. Having managed to successfully channel his gating magic, Slightly close the portal. Then we fall back. So I can fight or I can gate. I'll fight again. 
Azurum closes his eyes and stretches out his hand towards the portal, attempting to summon his gating magic. He rushed forward to engage the emerging tentacles. Weaving tentacles. They lash out at you. Devastating blow. 28 damage or so, I think. They keep lashing and lashing and lashing. And are slain. 8 XP. Defeated, but still alive. The tentacles slowly retreat into the portal and momentarily disappear from view. Zorin gasps as he withdraws his outstretched hand, having managed to successfully channel his gating magic to slightly close the portal. I mean, you opened this portal too much, Zorin. You opened it too much! Or you opened it a little bit and the tentacles pushed it open? Yeah, pro probably that. Yeah, well... I mean, that's just what happens when you gate sometimes. Fall back. Alright, I'll use gating. Failed. Despite your best effort, your attempt to assail the portal with your gating magic doesn't appear to have any noticeable effect. Zuem, his fierce battle cry ringing in your ears, leaps forward and attacks the tentacles emerging from the gate momentarily driving back the hideous entity. Alright, use gating again. Succeeded. 4x to gating. And it closes a little bit. And he fights the tentacles. Gating again. Here it comes again. 4x to gating. Okay. Tentacles come out. And I gate, Zorian fights, 4xp to gating. Suddenly, 128xp to general. Without a sound, the remains of the portal suddenly closes. Zorim, his body trembling, places his right hand on his shoulder. In the midst of a series of long, gasping breaths, thanks you. I should have known better than to open that gate before I was completely prepared, he says. And it's a good thing, it's a very good thing you came along when you did. Very, very good. You've got quite the mastery of gating magic, says Zurim. He's breathing now under control as he moves to examine the spot on the floor above which the portal hovered. I only urge you to consider exercising more caution than I've often seen fit to do. A simple mistake, like the one we just corrected, can be disastrous. Yes, yes, I've seen quite a few examples of that. People just gating in some crazy monster thing. In the hour following the bizarre and perilous incident, in the bowels of the keep, finds you resting in a comfortable chair in Zurim's study as the master of the battleground tidies up the somewhat cluttered place. Despite swatting away, he fills you in on some of the recent news that's been passed his way. And so I said aloud, clear enough for all within here shot to hear, that the king ought to think better of such decisions, he says. 
recounting a friendly argument he had with a group of adventurers in the battleground's encampment. All in good fun, of course. Zuma again thanks you for her help in dealing with the portal and the entity, and asks if you'll like, prefer Palo or Woot wine. I'll have some Palo. Zurum nods, and within just a few minutes, a servant arrives, bearing an iron kettle filled with specially stewed palo. As you sip the fit, the rich, black, steaming beverage from an ornate wooden vessel, listening to Zurum alpine about the current political state across the North Broadlands. You certainly recall the original purpose for your visit to the keep. Seizing upon a break in Zurin's passionate language, he defiantly poached the subject of the sculpture of Tobrog, presented to him as your own. Your was concerned about the statue's historical accuracy. Zurin, his bow fouled, fixes you with a quizzical look as you begin to lay out the case for a re-sculpting of the statue. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 18. 20 from mind, 10 from luck, 10 from spirit, 20 from diplomacy, 20 from law. Pick now. 156. Zoram listens to you as you lay out to him the reasons you believe the statue will show up. Togrog should be sculpted into a more accurate depiction of the legendary maze. There's something to what you're saying, he says, pursing his lips. But I haven't run him over yet, because this is a multi-part check. I'm willing to relent. You continue to diplomatically describe to Zurim the reasons you believe the statue of Togrok should be resculpted into a more historically accurate form. You sense that Zurim's resolve remains firm. Same check again. 92. Zorim listens as you lay out for the reasons you believe the statue of Zogrog should be resculpted into a more accurate depiction of the legendary maid. I'm not certain that's a fair point, he says, nodding. Unwilling to relent, you continue to diplomatically describe to Zorim. The reasons you believe the statue of Togrog should be resculpted into a more historically accurate form. Your sense that Zoran's resolve remains firm. Same check again. 129. Zoran listens to you as you lay out for him the reasons you believe the statue of Togrog should be resculpted into a more accurate depiction of the legendary maid. Hmm, yes. Well put, he says, rubbing the tip of his nose. Unwilling to relent, you continue to diplomatically describe to Zurim the reasons you believe the Satyr of Torok should be resculpted into a more historically accurate form. You begin to sense Zurim's resolve may be weakening. Hmm. Yes, because all, all the numbers you roll that all added up. And you can you carry on when the numbers pass a total. Which means, in this case, it just means it's just a matter of time until I wear him down. 
But in, in other checks like this, you can suffer damage each time. One of these happens, or some other bad thing can happen. So you you you. So it goes quicker and easier if you roll higher numbers. But if you roll no numbers, you'll get there in the end, probably, unless you, you die first or something. Well, there's another example that does this. Where, well, that'll be another adventure. And a pretty big one, too. Right, same joke again. 90 success. Well, well, it's not success. It's a multi-part check. You don't get success or failure. Zurim listens as you lay out for him the reasons you believe the statue of Tobol should be re-sculpting into a more accurate depiction of the legendary mage. I don't know if I believe that, he says, pursing his lips and willing to relent. You continue to diplomatically describe to Zurim the reasons you believe the statue of Torog should be re-sculpted into a more historically accurate form. You begin to sense that Zurim's resolve may be weakening. Same jerk again. 139. Zurim listens as you lay out to him the reasons you believe the statue of Torog should be re-sculpted into a more accurate depiction of the legendary mage. Hmm, yes, well put, he says, pursing his lips. Unwilling to relent, you continue to diplomatically describe to Zurim the reasons you believe the statue of Tobok should be re-sculpted into a more historically accurate form. The sentence or into resolve is weakening. Same check again. 85. Zurim listens as you lay out for him the reasons you believe the statue of Tobrok should be re-sculpted into a more accurate depiction of the legendary mage. I have to say that I largely disagree, he says, biting the end of his thumb. Okay. That didn't go well, but I'm still wearing him down. I'm willing to relent. You continue to diplomatically ascribe to Zurim the reasons you believe the statue of Tobok should be re-sculpted into a more historically accurate form. You sense that Zurim's resolve is weakening. Alright, same check again. 133. Zorin listens to you as you lay out for him the reasons you believe the statue of Togrog should be re-sculpted into a more accurate depiction of the legendary mage. think that's a decent argument, he says, nodding. Unwilling to relent, you continue to diplomatically describe to Zorin the reasons you believe the statue of Togrog should be re-sculpted into a more historically accurate form. It sense that Zorin's resolve is about to crumble. Because you get a little... In these checks, you get textual clues about how well you did in the last one. And how close you are to winning. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess winning's how you should put it. Alright, same check again. 
178. Zoram listens as he allows him the reason to believe the statue of Togrom should be sculpted to a more accurate depiction of the legendary mage. There's something to what you're saying, he says, stroking your chin. Yep, so that's almost the highest score I could get. So he's somebody's being so he's being convinced. 128 experience to general. Your valiant effort plays off. At last, having seemingly won out of counterpoint, Zuram throws up his hands and laughs. Very well, he says. Remind me not to engage in any debates with you in your future. I suppose you're right after all. Depicting Togrog as he was is probably for the best. Zuri tells you he will commission Idra to create a new sculpture of the legendary mage. That should pacify him, he says, laughing. He's a master sculpture, sculptor, beyond any doubt. After be- spending a good part of the afternoon conversing with Zuri on a wide variety of subjects, vowing never to reveal to anyone the incident with the portal, oh dear, oh dear, I've gone and told all of you people that. Don't don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone what Zurim did. Okay, all of you, all of you listening, don't tell anyone what Zurim did. It would be spoilers. You take your leave of him and return to the sculpture that prompted your visit. A few months later, Udwaf, his chisel and hammer still in hand, steps back from the newly completed statue of Tobog folds his arms. He mutters something and then turns to you. This sculpture, all like the first, depicts the, mas- depicts the famed master mage in flowing robes with a weighty tome tucked under his left arm and a scroll touched in his right hand. It's an astonishing likeness of Tobrok and a true masterpiece. A faint smile or a more stoic look, he says. I've heard that Toag wasn't particularly known for his duality. I'm willing to bend on that bit of law. If you feel strongly about the look not being too dark, you suddenly realise Udwarf is yet to carve Toag's mouth and the various details of his facial expression. Say you prefer a stoic look, Faint smile. I'm going to offer no opinion. I mean, I think Ildorath knows more about Togrog after all his research, and he knows a lot more about statues. After politely fusing more than once to offer an opinion on Togrog's expression, Tograth grins and goes to work with his chisel, happily whistling as he carves into the stone. Only a short while... While Lacey steps back from the sculpture and presents to you the faint smile now adjoining Togrog's face. I'm not certain it's better than a more stoic look might have been, he says, slowing. But I have to believe he must have smiled once in a while. Well, that's that. Ildorath again thanks you for intervening and managing to change Suwin's mind. I also may have saved the world, but I've done that a lot. I've done that a lot, so it's, bet, it's bet, barely, 
barely increases my heroism counter by 1%. It's not simple or easy dealing with the likes of Zuzum or any of his ilk, he says. So you must know that I mean it only the best possible way. He has strong convictions because he's earned the right to possess and assert them. His literary of heroic deeds isn't common knowledge, which is impressive and quite inspiring. Still, I'm glad you were able to convince him. The sculpture reaches into a leather bag hung from his belt and hands you a piece of a broken chisel. The first chisel broken on a piece like this is supposed to bring its bearer untold luck, he says, struggling. I've got more broken chisels than the night sky has stars. You keep it with you and see if any good fortune comes your way. I have got Uldras broken chisel. Uldras smiles and bows when you thank him. Now let's have a look at this chisel. It's got an encumbrance of one. Ooh. So I might not keep it in my inventory. So I can put more gauntlets and loot in. This broken iron chisel in two pieces is the tool Uldorath employed when he began sculpting the statue of Tobrag at the battlegrounds. According to what Uldorath told you, the first chisel broken while working on a sculpture is supposed to bring its bearer good luck. Now, hmm, whether it acts whether it actually does anything? Well, the GM knows if it does something. Because, you know, he controls everything in this game. So he, he'll know. But no one else, no one else but the GM knows whether Ildurath's Broken Chisel does anything at all. Although, even if it does do nothing, there's always a chance it might do something in the future. It might be, there might be one check deep in a quest that's done ten years from now, which gets one re-roll if you have the chisel. Or something like that. Nobody knows, except the GM. But even he doesn't know what the, know the future. Years from now, long after the eventual passing of Zuim and the closing of his famous battlegrounds, the statue of Trogrog is moved to stand atop a lofty tip of a pomatry on the western side of Iron Crown Isle. Every now and again, adventurers exploring the island make their way up to the keep, winding up the steep, winding crack to behold the masterful sculpture. One of the few creations of Rildorov still intact. After marvelling at his impressive workmanship, they invariably gaze out over the dark waters of Barrow Lock before carefully descending from the statue's rocky perch to scour the ruins of the great red stone keep. Uh, that's... Well, the statue sticks around, so that's a good thing. Well, that's the end of this adventure. You get another 1,024 experience to general, 
and then 64 experience to all skills and powers. And now you can examine the grand statue of Togwar. Perched atop an ornate stone slab, northwest corner of the high walled courtyard, it's a grand life size statue of Togwar. This impressive sculpture, created by the illustrious sculptor Ildruff, depicts Togwar in throwing woes with a large tome tucked under his left arm and his white hand clutching a scroll. It was your intervention on behalf of Ildruff that caused Zurim to reconsider the statue's original historically inaccurate form. Togrog's chiselled countenance bears a faint smile, carved along the base of the circular pedestal, atop which the sculptured figure stands are dozens of interwoven wings. All right, so we're getting pretty close. Yeah, this is probably enough for today. What do we do next is the question. Hmm. Well, available scenarios. Somewhere in Red Glen, something happens. Maybe we'll go there next. Uh, yeah, okay, Red Glen next. All right. To the save points, save, and for now, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.